What's up? This is Kinsley, and you're listening to the Curls and Courage podcast. What's up, you guys, and welcome to episode number four of the Curls and Courage podcast. I'm your host, Kinsley Meeks, mental health advocate, coach, athlete, aiming to inspire you to reach your highest physical and mental potential. If it's your first time tuning in, thank you so much for listening. I hope this podcast inspires you and motivates you in some type of way and, again, helps you reach that highest physical and mental potential. So currently I'm running a series on how to approach and follow through with your 2024 goals. Last week's discussion was all about something I'll call the KENS method, the K-E-N-S method, a way to approach your fitness and nutrition goals and make sure you stay consistent in those areas. To reiterate and go over that topic, K is for knowledge, E is for efficiency, N is for no nonsense, and S is for support. All things you need to reach your fitness and health goals. If you missed that episode, please be sure to check it out. Today's topic is all about consistency with relationships and how important a community is to living a happy and fulfilled life. It's so important to be consistent and making a conscious effort to build serious, strong relationships in many different areas because that's going to help you be happy in your life, which is something that I definitely am thinking about as I get a little bit older. For those of you who don't know, I'm 22 years old, so I'm still young. Definitely figuring out a lot of things along the way. I am so excited to share my personal experience with you on how you can improve and be consistent with the relationships around you. Apply these practical tips to your life to improve better relationships with those around you, whether it be with your family, whether it be with romantic relationships, or whether it be with just friendships, which we're going to go into all of those different topics. Before we start today's discussion, I just want to give a brief introduction on why relationships are important to me. I feel like in the past, relationships weren't really anything that I even like brought to my attention, if that makes sense. If it's your first time tuning in, you know, I'm from Mobile, Alabama, but I moved to Miami, Florida about a year and a half ago, and it's taught me a lot of things. One of those being how important relationships truly are and being happy and being physically healthy and being mentally healthy, which both are important and is always the overall theme of this podcast. You know, when I was back home, it was pretty easy to maintain good relationships because I was born and raised in Mobile, Alabama. So I had a lot of friends from high school that I would still hang out with periodically. I lived at home with my family. So of course we were growing in our connection and then also dated a lot. You know, I had a couple boyfriends. I wasn't as scared to go out on new dates. I had only one like serious relationship, but you know, I was really investing in other people and relationships just were not something that I gave second thought. I didn't have to think about it because those relationships already existed. And I guess there was nothing I really needed to do to nurture those relationships or to maintain and grow in new relationships because I felt really comfortable where I was at. But when I moved to Miami, that all changed. When I first moved here, especially I had no friends. I don't have any family members here. I mean, I didn't really even know a soul before moving down here other than the people I was introduced to when I was kind of networking on my trips to possibly move to the area. So it was really, really difficult for me to be away from my family and to not have any, you know, romantic relationships supporting me and to not have any friendships or any encouragement from the people that I knew back home supporting me along the way. And it really affected my mental health. And it still does, to be honest with you. It's still hard. I've been here a year and a half, but I don't have many friends. I'm still 
away from my family and I don't have a boyfriend either. So it's tough, you know, to be, you know, on your own. I am someone who loves like being by myself. I'm like kind of an introvert and an extrovert, I guess. Like I love being around people, but also like I really need my alone time to be okay. So I don't mind living alone and like taking some time to myself to process, but it is important to build relationships again for your overall mental well-being. So there's this quote that goes, we grow stronger in every mountain that we climb together. And this really resonates with me because you're more powerful when you're with a community. You can't do everything alone and having that support and being consistent and building relationships helps you in a lot of different areas. Humans are social beings that require safe surroundings and good people in order to survive. This means that quality relationships are essential for our physical and mental well-being. Don't want to go off too much on a tangent, but that's why I do what I do as a coach in person and online. You know, I'm building relationships with those around me. I'm trying to not only help people with their physical health, but also like establish a good connection and hopefully, you know, be a light to people that I meet. We're going to break down today's topic of discussion into three different areas, family relationships, friendships and romantic relationships. So I want to start off with family relationships. Family is a huge value of mine. And again, like I said, when I lived back home, I was growing in my relationship with my family. I live with them. So I honestly wanted to get away from them. They annoy me at times. But here is not the case. I take up every opportunity that I can to get to see my family. I love it when my mom comes to visit me. I love when I go home. I love being in my old house. And I really value more like just keeping the connection within my family. And I think that's so important. Seeking relationships with family helps you learn how to trust, seek friendship with others, and also just grow comfort. So my mom used to always tell me that I should be nicer to my brother. It was funny because now he's like my best friend, but <laughs> in the past we used to fight so so much I was literally scared of him and we just did not have a good relationship again now like I said we're super close but I remember when I would be rude to my brother I would tell on him or I would be not so nice my mom would tell me Kinsley you need to be nice to your brother and respect him because in the long run he's all you're gonna have I promise you those friendships are gonna fade and those people that you think love you are not gonna love you like your brother and she was so right I didn't understand at the time I was young and naive but now I'm like mom you were so right this was so true so you know, if you do have family in your life that you do want to build and grow a connection with, it's important that you continue to talk to them and establish that connection. So we're going to talk about what you should do and what you should not do in order to build, maintain, and be consistent in growing healthy relationships. Again, and first one is all about family. So the first thing you should not do is isolate yourself and not let them in. This is something that I really struggle with and especially struggle with it more in the past. But once I became more self-aware, this is something that I knew I needed to work on. So when you have family members who are willing to support you and willing to give you that comfort, for you to isolate yourself and not let them in is not going to provide any value. If you have something that's bothering you and something that's sitting down deep in your soul and you're just keeping it all to yourself, that's not going to work and you're going to end up feeling miserable. You're going to end up like you feeling like you have nobody and you say you want to go closely with your family, but you may be isolating yourself and not being vulnerable, which there is power and vulnerability. So if you're not letting other people in, there is no way that you're going to build that relationship. Being closed off can make you feel so 
so much worse. And again, like I said, I'm I'm definitely someone who holds a lot in. I don't like to put like my shit on anyone else, if that makes sense. You know, the people who care about you are going to want to listen to your concern. They're going to want to listen to your problems and they're going to want to help. So instead of isolating yourself and not letting people in, what you should do is be willing to be vulnerable because that's what's going to help you establish a strong connection. Again, think about that quote one more time. We grow stronger in mountains that we climb together. So if you're trying to do everything alone, because life is tough, life is hard, and you're not seeking guidance or comfortability from your family members, the one who care about you most or should care about you most, there is no way that you're going to feel any better or grow in your relationship with them. You have to be willing to open up. You have to be willing to get out of your comfort zone a little bit and be vulnerable. So let's take another example. A while ago, I would say this was maybe seven or eight months ago, my brother was visiting me in Miami and I wanted us to have such a good time. He very rarely sees me. I mean, he's probably been down here twice in the whole year and a half, a little bit more that I've lived here. So I really make sure when he's down here, I try to plan stuff for us to do. I try to make sure he has, you know, a good place to sleep and fresh towels and food to eat, you know, all the little things. Like I try to be someone who is welcoming. But at this particular time in my life, I really didn't want any guests. I was in that pattern of isolating myself and I really didn't want anyone to have to see what I was going through. I didn't want to have to fake a smile and act like I was happy when I wasn't, especially my apartment is super small. You know, you're pretty much up in everybody's business if someone's staying with me in this apartment. So I remember one night, my brother and I, I don't remember exactly what we were about to do. I think we were just going to go to a restaurant or something. But I mean, y'all, I just lost it. Like I just started breaking down, crying. And if, if you know me, like I do not cry. Like I'm a very strong individual. I'm trying to get over this. But in the past, I thought that crying was a sign of weakness. So it's very rare that I cry. Like I'm very upset if I'm crying. So I kind of broke down to my brother and I was just like, I'm so sorry you have to see me like this. Like, I really didn't want this to happen. And he just gave me a hug and just kind of held me in his arms. And he was like, look, it's okay. I'm actually really happy that you opened up to me about this situation. And I'm happy that I can be there for you and you're not alone. So maybe you are someone who lives a little bit further apart from your family because I know a lot of people are separated. Just because you don't have someone to physically hold you in your arms doesn't mean that they're not with you in your heart. So if you're going through a hard time, call your family. Don't be afraid to open up to them. Another thing with family that you should not do if you want to build consistency in growing your relationship and building a strong connection with them is be unresponsive to calls and texts and things like that. So I remember, again, when I lived back home in Alabama, I had a lot of stuff going on. My family would be texting me throughout the day, and I just didn't respond. I would oftentimes put clients ahead of them, or I would oftentimes just be like, oh, I'll respond to that later, like I'm busy right now, or I don't feel like responding. And let me tell you, that is so rude. How do you feel like you're going to build a stronger relationship when you're not even willing to respond to a text message? And I think this is something that we all go through, whether it be those family group chats or just responses in general. If someone's taking the time to text you or call you or send you an email out of their day. I understand that you can't always respond immediately. Not all of us have jobs where we can be on our phone or not all of us have jobs to where we even have access to answer a text message or a call. But for the most part, if you are able to answer a text, that's what you should do, okay? Instead of just ignoring calls and putting it, you know, till later. And I especially realize that here. I mean, when you are living further away from your family members, it's super important that you're answering messages that people send you. You know, if you're not doing follow-ups and communicating, how do you ever expect to build the relationships that you want to establish? Take the time to let those who care about you know that you love them and that you 
appreciate what they're doing for you. Next relationship topic is going to be friendship topic. Having good friends is crucial to living a healthy and happy lifestyle. Where I currently am at with friendships, again, is definitely different than where I've been in the past. And I definitely realize the value of it more. It's so funny because every time I create these podcasts, I really feel like I'm talking to myself and advice that I need to hear. But I know it's advice that you guys need to hear too. A couple years ago, I really had no problem making friends. I wasn't as busy with work, but also I just placed more of a value on socializing. I had a lot of friends from high school. And, you know, when you're in high school and you have that certain community, it's easy to make friends. But once you a lot of times get away and take different paths from maybe friends you used to have in the past, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, you're going to lose friendships because you both are going to grow in separate ways. But it is hard. And it's hard to make friends in your 20s. When I first moved to Miami, I really didn't have any friends. And that's what made me think about, okay, why am I so unhappy and it was a multitude of things but one of them being was the lack of friendships and social connection that I had and was willing to make. So you may ask yourself why is it important to consistently maintain and build strong friendships? Well friendships are going to do a multitude of things. They're going to increase your sense of belonging and purpose. They're going to reduce your sense of stress. They're going to boost your overall mental well-being. They're going to help you cope with the trauma. Maybe you got in a divorce or maybe you just lost your job or maybe you're just sick and really need a little bit of an emotional support. And they're also going to encourage you to live, you know, a healthy lifestyle, and maybe break old habits that you have. For example, maybe you're someone who struggles going to the gym and you establish a friendship, a gym partner. And this person's like, hey, every day at 5 p.m. on Friday, we're going to the gym and we're training legs. When that person shows up, it makes you more likely to show up too. And maybe that Friday night you were planning on just watching TV and eating junk food. Well, now you're going to go to the gym instead because you've had that person who is holding you accountable. Research shows that friendships play a huge role in promoting overall good health and well-being. Adults with strong social connections have reduced risk of depression and other mental health issues. Also just less risk of high blood pressure and high BMI, which stands for body mass index, which is really important. You're going to also feel better mentally, but also look better and feel better physically, which I think is so interesting to hear. People with friendships have a longer life expectancy than people who don't. So I think the point is clear that we all need friends. Here is what not to do if you're wanting to build strong relationships, friendships with those around you and be consistent in that process. Number one would be don't let past friendships and past experiences affect the way that you make friends now. And I'll give you guys an example. So again, when I was in high school, as I kind of talked about earlier in this podcast, I did have a lot of friends, but they weren't always the best friends, especially as I tend to grow older and we took different paths and I moved away. I realized, wow, like a lot of the people that I thought supported me truly don't support me you know I realized that a lot of the friends that I thought my friends are not my friends because they never reach out to ask how I'm doing or they never you know even like my posts when they see I'm trying to grow a business it can be a multitude of things and that kind of made me more closed off and also experiences kind of like some trust issues because I was like man if friends having friends are this bad I'd rather be to myself than have people in my life who truly don't support me and want to see me succeed I'm the type of person that I want everyone to succeed. I want everybody to eat that bread. I know that not all people are like that, but you should be. If you're not, you should want those around you to succeed and to be better. So I kind of started to let these past friendship experiences that I've had with people who are maybe not so positive or negative in my life kind of affect me now. 
especially living down here in Miami, it's a beautiful city. But let me tell you guys, it is full of some pretty shady people. Not everyone here is like that. There's some amazing people here as well. And some of them I met and I'm so grateful for that. But there's a lot of people here and this can be anywhere in the world that maybe just place your value on how much money you have or what kind of car you're driving or maybe what connection you have, what person you know. And if you don't have any of those things, they're going to disregard you. They don't want to be your friend because they weren't trying to be your friend just to talk to you anyways. Sometimes you don't always need to have a conversation with somebody because you want something out of them. You should be having a conversation with somebody because you want to build a genuine connection and maybe you just want to see how that person is doing and see how you can be a light in their life. So instead of letting past experiences with friendships control your life, what you should do is be more open-minded. Be willing to get to know someone and just don't automatically assume that the connection is not going to be what you want it to be. Make an effort to seek better connection and don't let those past negative friendships dictate the friendships that you are trying to build now. Another thing you shouldn't do if you're trying to be consistent and growing in friendships and relationships with those around you is wait for other people to ask you to do things. You know, sometimes you have to be the one who should reach out. So take this for example. The other day I'm on the phone with my mom. Like I've told you guys in past podcasts, my mom is awesome. She's my mom, but she's also my best friend. So I was telling her that I was trying to build a relationship with some specific people here in Miami. And I told her I was just going to wait for them to ask me to do something. And she was like, that's the old kid. Why would you wait if you want to do something with them? Why don't you ask them to go do something? And I was like, you're so right. Like, thank you for pointing that out to me. You can't always wait for other people to ask you to do something. And it doesn't have to be anything special. It could be just going for a walk or it could be grabbing a cup of coffee. It could be going to see a movie. It could be going to the gym and training with somebody. It doesn't have to be we're going to a five-star restaurant and getting all dressy and I'm buying a glass of champagne. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Just literally go on a walk with somebody. Because the thing is, if you're waiting to ask someone to go, do something with you and they're waiting for you to ask them to go do something with them who's going to be asking does that make sense no one is going to be actually following through with the plan so sometimes a friendship you're trying to build that person that specific friend might be scared to ask you to go do something or not be willing to make the effort so you have to be that person sometimes that just ask someone hey do you want to hang out with me? And if they say no, well, okay, that's fine. Hang out with yourself and get to know who you are as a person and try to find some sort of enjoyment from that. But for the most part, if you do ask someone to hang out and they truly know that you're taking the time out of your day to contact them, they're probably going to follow through with the plans if they can. Last area of relationships I want to talk about today is romantic relationships. Most people struggle with finding a partner, and this is something that most people want. So I want to go into detail a little bit about where I'm currently at with relationships romantically and where I've been in the past. So in the past, and I mean just a couple years ago, maybe four or five, and when I was in high school as well, I mean, I dated a pretty good bit. I would go out with guys pretty frequently. I had that one serious relationship. That was pretty much it. You know, other than that, I'll be honest with you guys. I have not been on a date in like three years. Uh, No exaggeration. And I think that now after living out on my own and not having my family to support me, I've realized the importance of why it might be nice to have a partner. Not that this is something I'm like, oh my gosh, I need a boyfriend. Like, no, I'm super independent. If someone wants to support me, cool. But if not, I'm good with doing things on my own. However, it could be nice to have that support in someone in your life who truly cares about you. So again, in the past, it was easy. I knew a lot of people. I wasn't really scared to invest 
invest my time in people. But as I got older and I realized how important my business is to me and my bodybuilding is to me and how much time I need for myself, I realized, all right, well, it's going to be hard to find a partner with all of those things that I have going on. But it is so important. So research actually shows that being in a romantic relationship not only reduces your body's main stress hormone levels, which is called cortisol, but it also promotes better healing, a healthy lifestyle, and longevity, just like friendships. Everyone has their own unique needs and desires in life, but having meaningful relationships and someone to support you in a romantic way can be really beneficial. Maybe you have issues such as social anxiety or you're battling depression or you just have been through a traumatic experience, as we discussed in the friendship realm, this person to support you in a different way than a friend can do in a different way that your family can do nothing like having a partner again this is probably the topic I have the least experience on but I swear in the past I did have a boyfriend so I swear I know a little bit about this topic but just not as much about it now but again I do realize the importance of it now and I can tell you my personal experience with that even one strong, healthy, romantic relationship can have a positive impact on your mental health. And another side note is I think when you have like that ride or die, that partner, you can just have a little bit more fun. This isn't research based, but it's just something that I thought of. It's more fun when you have someone to do adventurous things. It's more fun when you come home after a long, stressful day and you can just chill on the couch with somebody. Maybe they give you a little kiss. You know, I'm not someone who's all touchy feely, believe me. But, you know, sometimes we all need a little bit of attention. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So if you want to build consistency in growing relationships romantically and building those relationships romantically, here's what you shouldn't do. You shouldn't say no to every person that asks you out. And I'm going to give you guys another example. The same conversation I was talking about earlier when I was on the phone with my mom, I also said, you know, mom, why have I not been on a date in three years? And she's like, well, Kinsley, think about when you lived at home. When people ask you out, what did you say? And I said, well, mom, I said, yes, I usually went out with them. And she said, here, when people ask you out in Miami, what do you say? And I say, well, I always say no. And that's the truth. I almost always make up an excuse on why I can't go or why I can't carve out the time. And sometimes, truthfully, you really can't carve out the time, especially if you're a busy person like me. You're trying to run a business. You're trying to take care of yourself living in a brand new city and dealing with all these financial and personal obligations and people that you need to take care of within your workspace it is hard to balance and find the time for a relationship but to say no to every opportunity that you get it's just plain out stupid instead of saying no to opportunities that you get to maybe someone is asking you out what you should do is make yourself more available you know if you can somehow say you have a really long work day you need to work for 10 hours that day, but you still want to go on a date. Well, looks like you better be waking up at 5 a.m. and go ahead and get your 10 hours done. So that way, by the end of the day, you have a little bit more free time to where you can devote it to somebody else. There's always ways that you can find time to make the things that you would like to do and that are going to make you happy and make you have a better life, which is so important for all of us. A really famous hockey player, I believe his name was like Wayne Getsky or Wayne Gretzky, something like that. I can't remember his last name, but he said you miss 100% of the shots that you do not take. This means if you are trying to achieve something in specific, whether it be a goal or relating to this topic, whether it be a relationship, if you're not even taking the chance to go out with somebody or, or say maybe you're interested in somebody and want to ask them out, just because you're a girl doesn't mean that you can't for all my ladies listening out there. If you're not even willing to take this shot, how are you going to know if you're going to miss or not? You got to at least try. 
Another thing you shouldn't do is be passive. In the past relationships that I have had in the past, I've been really bad at communicating. I wasn't very responsive on my phone. I usually put other things before that person, which isn't good. Again, it's necessary sometimes, but when you're 18 years old, for the most part, most 18, 17, 16-year-olds don't have a lot of stress. I'm 22 and I have nowhere, or I have way more stress now than I did a couple years ago. So I had the time that I could devote for those people, but I usually didn't devote my time to those relationships. So staying in a corner all to yourself makes you look like you just don't really care about what the other person has going on. And this definitely affected my relationships in the past. So instead of being passive in relationships romantically, what you should do is follow up with those people. You should message them. You should try to build a connection. You should try to go on more dates with them. You should take interest in what's going on in their lives. Don't make it all about you. you but you also should be expressive in what's going on in your life. In the social media age that we're in now, a lot of times I feel like boys and girls are just trying to play like a game. It's like, let me text this person. I'll just respond four hours later so they don't think that I'm on my phone a lot or I'm just going to make them wait. I'm just going to play hard to get. Well, let me tell you, I think that's so stupid. I think if you want something, you should go get it. And this is specifically talking about in relationships, but just in life in general, if you want something, you best go get it. This all goes to say, if you're trying to build consistency in establishing strong and healthy relationships, whether that be with family, whether that be with friends, or whether that be a romantic relationship, be consistent in being vulnerable. Be honest. Be willing to make connections. Don't isolate yourself. Don't stay in that corner. And be willing to put in the work and effort that it takes to grow, maintain, and build those strong relationships because it doesn't happen overnight. You have to be consistent with it just like you do everything in your life. As you know, this series is all about being consistent. One thing that has helped me in my life is being consistent in really every area. You have to learn that discipline. You have to learn that consistency and you have to be willing to take the actions needed to get you towards a goal. I hope this podcast gave you a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of advice, and a little look into my story and relationships and how you can apply these tips into your life. Remember what you should do and what you should not do if you're trying to maintain and build relationships. Before we end this podcast, I want to take a Q&A from an audience member, how we always do. If any of you guys are interested in sending me a voice message on any question that you have, it may be in the fitness and health space, or it may just be a random question that you're struggling with, please fill Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. That Instagram is yo, it's Kinslow. Send me a message and we will be sure to include your voice note into the podcast. Let's take a voice note from an audience member. Hey, Kensley, it's Jody. I have a hard time snacking at night. How can one prevent nighttime munching to create better behaviors around food? I love this question, and I feel like so many people can relate to that. So believe me, Jody, you're not alone on that. That's something that I struggle with, and that's something that a lot of my clients struggle with it well. Nighttime is a time of day where most people tend to feel a little bit hungrier. They tend to feel a little bit snackier. They want something to kind of soothe them for the night. So there's a lot of different tips that I can give you. The first one would be to make sure that you're spreading your meals evenly throughout the day. I have a lot of clients who will try to hoard their macros or hoard their calories for nighttime, and that's really not 
smart because if you're going the whole day without eating, of course, when you get home, you're going to be hungry and want to binge on whatever you have in the pantry. So make sure that you're evenly spreading meals throughout the day. I usually like to go in the realm of somewhere four to six meals a day, going no longer than about four hours max without eating. This is to make sure that you're taking care of your hunger signals, you feel full throughout the day, and also you're just able to spread the macronutrients that you need to fuel your body throughout the day and not have to play a guessing game at night in order to hit maybe your protein, fats, or carbohydrate goal. Another thing you can do is just stay hydrated. A lot of times I think when we are wanting something to eat, it can be that you're maybe just thirsty. I know it sounds simple, but I always tell my clients to aim on the side of about a gallon of water a day. That's about 128 ounces. For those of you who are new to fitness, that can seem like a lot, but that water is going to be crucial in many different areas of improving your health, such as regulating digestion and regulating those hunger signals as well. Third thing you can do is keep unhealthy snacks out of the house. So you're going to be more tempted to eat a chocolate if you have the chocolate sitting on your pantry. You know, you don't want to be looking at your pantry all night and just being having those thoughts of, oh, I wish I could have that chocolate. Just don't buy the things that are unhealthy and have them sitting around at your house, especially if you are someone who struggles with self-discipline. Just keep those unhealthy snacks out of the house and replace them with good quality meals. Two more things that I can mention to you, again, because this is something that a lot of my clients do struggle with. Um, I would say your last meal, make sure that you're having a sufficient amount of protein and a healthy fat. For example, my last meal, I typically do like a salmon salad. So it's a good wild caught salmon with just like some greens. And then usually I'll also have a little bit of nut butter with like some protein, like a protein, a vegan protein shake at the end of the night as well. That protein is going to help you stay satiated. And also those healthy fats are going to make sure that you stay fuller for longer as well. When you're eating those real like snacky carbohydrate dense foods. So maybe you're eating popcorn or maybe you're eating rice cakes or maybe you're eating, you know, ice cream. I don't know, something like that that doesn't really have a lot of value. It's just a lot of sugars and a lot of carbohydrates. That's really not going to keep you full. So healthy protein sources would be, you know, lean beef, chicken, it could be egg whites, it could be shrimp. And then healthy fats could be avocados, it could be nuts, nut butters, it could be oils such as olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, something like that that you can put in your food to also help keep you full. And the last thing I would say to try is maybe like a herbal tea, an herbal tea. This is something that I do pretty frequently as well. I really like ginger tea. That's going to help you with your digestion. Another one that I tend to drink is that dandelion root tea. That one can be really good for helping with anyone who is bloated. It's actually something that permanent promotes urine output so it can help you use the restroom a little bit more frequently it's also really good in aiding and digestion it also is for detoxifying the liver so it can be really good for your liver health which is something that's super important and sometimes kind of like that water aspect just sipping on something can kind of curb that maybe appetite that you're having and it also makes you feel like okay I'm doing something I'm not just sitting here with my mouth closed like I'm actually sipping on something so it can be almost like a placebo effect as well and then also who doesn't want to have good liver health and good digestion so so that's what I would do to help you on that topic. It's something that, again, you have to kind of work on. Those are a lot of tips that you can apply, but you just have to find which one works for you. Thank you guys again so much for listening. If this podcast inspired or helped you in any way, please don't be shy to share it with a friend and rate and review the podcast. These rates and reviews really help the podcast grow and reach more people, which is exactly what I am trying to do. Wishing you guys so many blessings and so much love and positivity leading into the next couple of weeks. I hope you all have a blessed day and make sure to watch the next podcast or listen to the next podcast episode, which will be about overcoming lack of time and 
and how you can manage your time more efficiently. Thanks again. You guys have a blessed one and talk to you soon.